0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto
1: detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms tiktok uh be at detail supply app or best way to get in touch with me is just shoot me a text 918-800-1188 i'm joined today with nick because we are helping young detailers nick uh, can be reached at uh vegas.rides on most platforms or nick at vegasrides.com is the best way to get in touch with him nick as always thank you for the time that you're spending uh helping young detailers Journey through uh, their uh, auto detailing career. Well, combined between us, uh, close to 40 years of experience that they can use to help uh, pull out different, uh, well, techniques, you know, at times that we have talked about techniques, um, more basically though missions, uh, how to go out and grow your business, how to develop things. And that's been kind of the, uh, the overall path that I guess you and I have been on as we're helping them and, uh, moving further into 2021, there's no doubt that something's really starting to blossom. All right. Uh, we are hearing, at least I am hearing more and more of how do I go get more customers? It's, it's, it's a thing that uh, I'm almost daily now on, uh, the chat groups, facebook groups uh i'm getting messages it's a thing that detailers whether that's a struggle right so maybe they're asking because they're struggling or maybe they're asking because they're just trying to grow and that, that's where i'm gonna go after is is the guys that and gals and the detailers that are seeing okay i'm I've, I've got a business i'm starting to get going but how do i really really start getting out there and get going when you were doing that and you were starting to build your business, did you ever think, was there a period of time that you ever kind of considered uh, working for, meaning like going in and setting up a, an on-site type group or doing a, uh, you know, hey, let me come pick it up or do a, hey, come drop it off type of situation? Is, is that something you've ever thought about for Vegas rides?
0: Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where I started, you know, for those that don't know, I started with a wholesaler. So, you know, that's where I got my start. But, you know, through the years, I worked for companies that were on site at dealerships, uh, more high end stuff, Uh, they would contract out that kind of thing. But I I think it's a no brainer. I mean, especially for guys in the shop setting, Uh, you know, mobile guys as well. I mean, I I don't really know somebody that it doesn't fit. The model is just different, right? And so that's the kind of biggest hurdle everybody has to get over is this model is not for me or, you know, I can't charge enough. Um, we still do work for uh, some boutique dealerships. We do some work for actual manufacturers as well, uh, you know, on some some specialty cars and things like that. So yeah, it's always been a part of my thought process, maybe a little bit different you know, than some are thinking about. But I think all of these things are are great avenues you should go down. I, I don't why do know why th- the dealership model doesn't doesn't get more love.
1: Okay. So that's exactly what I was gonna say. So why why do you think the industry over the years there I mean if you if you go from you know, let's just let's just talk mobile tech for a second. You go through mobile tech education, you don't really hear anybody yeah. there talking about dealerships. You go to, you know, there was a SEMA 360 thing. Nobody put out stuff on dealerships. When you go to any type of expo, nobody's talking about helping and working at dealerships. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really seen anybody else put it into any Facebook groups either. So, overall the professional detailing industry model has been to stay away and then not just not just stay away but to actually make fun of yeah they actually scold dealerships for detailing and then the ones that do work there that they're just Hmm. it's it's not good i with there's a there's a comment that i always talk about and and i've i've done it when i i talked to rob uh rob You know, Rob, there's people that say, and specifically people in Facebook groups from coding companies that have said, if you're doing this kind of work, your business is bad. Like they're actually teaching that if you are a coding and you want to apply codings, you should never even, and it's not even that. It's just if you should be a detail company. That's basically what they were saying. So overall, the industry has this really negative, very very bad view. Why do you think that is?
0: Um, I don't think people are going to like the answer. I think the answer is most people don't know how to build a big company. We have never talked about how to get guys out of, you know, that single, you know, I'm always holding a polisher mentality. I think that's the root of it. This, This industry really hasn't talked to people about growing a business. And when you grow a business, you talk to Rob. I mean, Rob has a great response. I just care what's in my bank account. I'm running a business. Uh, if I can make money at it, that should be the, the the first thought. But there's just a lot of ego that goes around when it comes to polishing now. When I first got in this industry, that, that's kind of where everybody was doing work. I mean, people did dealership work. It wasn't frowned upon. Uh, and then it just like slowly progressed. I mean, people used to do a ton of body shop work. You know, detailers did a bunch of body shop work when I, when I got in in 1998. So I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, Marty, I don't know what's taken place. I don't know who to point the finger at or, or anything like that. I just know that it's there. And the stigma continues to grow. As we become more perfect paint centric as an industry uh, and less about just understanding that there's many, many different facets of detailing, I, I think we're going further away from business opportunity.
1: So maybe that's one reason, right? As as a good majority of our industry, so to speak, for professional detailers, listen. If we look at it over the past five years, and then step back another five years to make it ten years, the change in the past ten years has been, well, it, and, a, and, I, and I think it, that's what it's been. It's been a it's been a yep. massive change. And there's a lot of people that are saying that the the industry has now progressed right? That now we've more achieved certain levels.
0: Wrong. It's wrong. We, we have to look at the business size. The average detailer is the same size as they've always been. We're not, we're not helping people get bigger. Marty, how many messages do you get a week? Uh, I've had, you know, a guy has somebody quit in their business and now they're alone. How many times has that happened to you a week? I mean, all the time, because they, they haven't built themselves out because they they don't go to and realize that volume is going to play a part, right? The big the big elephant in the room that nobody talks about is without volume, you can't grow your business. Volume is the is the key to growing your business. It doesn't but matter Nick, who you are.
1: But Nick, if you're gonna know your worth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Stupidest thing I've ever heard, by the way.
1: <laughs> but if if you're gonna know your worth, and what that means is and, and there's a lot of people that debate and argue over, then we'll get into this here in a little bit is, is, is price and, and how to handle that. But Nick, if you're going to know your worth and you've got to have to set this certain high price for your quality, how does that, how does that work over to what you're saying? I mean, it,
0: well, because look, if you don't want to acknowledge, here's where the divide is in my opinion. Okay. This is my opinion. The divide is we don't want we want to act like there's one form of detailing. And if you're going to talk to people that think there's one form of detailing, I mean, isn't the conversation pretty much over? There's, there's all kinds of different ways to detail a car. I mean, if somebody just wants a, a, a wash, uh, a quick interior, and some type of protection put on their car, that's detailing. It may not be the most high-level detailing, but it's detailing. Okay, It's a part of the industry. What we're trying to say now in our industry, unfortunately, is, that there's only one type, that if you're not doing massive paint correction and coating application and putting on PPF and all this other stuff, then you're not a detailer. And so what happens is detailers get into a bind because they they only want to fit into this small box. Okay. And so what happens is when they hear that a dealership may just have a quick fluff up, may just have a quick, uh, you know, $50 job, they're like, well, how do I make money at that? Well, the part of the story everybody left out is it's going to take you 12 minutes. 50 bucks in 12 minutes, pretty good money, okay? You're not making 50 bucks for seven hours of work. And so the story has gotten skewed. And again, I'm not telling guys they have to do dealership work. What I'm telling you is there are plenty of guys that have made it 20 years in this business doing basically nothing but dealership work, nothing but wholesale work, nothing but that type of work. There's a bunch of guys that have tried doing it, that narrow focus correction model that go out of business every day. And we hear about them every day. I mean, make no mistake. We hear of businesses going out every single day in this industry. And the one thing that they haven't solved is you gotta have volume to stay in business, period. When the volume dries up, you're hurt. I mean, and, and sometimes you're hurt to the point where you can't, can't come back. So dealerships are where volume exists.
1: Yeah. And while nobody else really wants to talk about it, I I think it's very viable. I mean, I, I did have a message earlier from a young guy that he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm super young in the industry. He's 16, 16. Uh, he won't hear this from anybody else. He might not ever have that opportunity to stretch his legs and and learn the operations of a business. See overall, when we're saying helping young detailers and we're talking about a journey, it's, it is about technique for a little bit, right? Sure. I mean, you do have you to be able to, to perform you, the work. You got to be able to perform the work, but overall, if you're young, helping young detailers, not just 16, you might be 23. You might be, you know, 38. I'm not sure, Nick, you consider yourself young at 38. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. of course,
1: of course, <laughs> you know, you, it, it's not so much an age thing, but it's more of where and how will you make your journey? How will you make it long-term how will you develop and you might say hey i don't want to be a detailer the rest of my life hey i i get it i when i bent down and couldn't clean a a certain part of a car and i felt my back of "Mm," i was like hey I, i love this but i don't think i can do the actual labor every single day the rest of my life so i needed to be able to begin spreading out trying new ventures creating new opportunities and right now is a really prime opportunity to go work and help with dealerships. Um, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I, I got a, another yeah. message from a guy named Clayton, who he's getting $200 a piece for dealership work and he's getting 30 to 40 a month. So- It's great money. I, I mean, I, if you're young, if you're hungry, if you wanna learn how to grow a business, Long term, wow. There's so much that will go into having the idea of going. "Mm, I wonder if I can, and then taking the steps to do it is is going to be that interesting part. And you know, that's there's no doubt that that's something I I think is very viable. Um, When when we look at at dealerships, right? Mm -hmm. um, What might be the early hesitation? uh, the, the, the scared factors, the, the fears that might go into, I think a, in, a, in a very early one on would be, well, who do I even go see? Right. Yeah, who inti- do I even intimidation. Go to?
0: Yeah. Intimidation. Right. I mean, you walk into this big building and there's all kinds of buzz around the building and 50 employees in the building and you just don't know what to do. Right. It's just intimidation. I mean, and we've all experienced that you know, you don't want to walk into this unknown place. I mean, people call it, you know, don't know who to talk to, but it's just a sheer intimidation of Mm -hmm. walking in a building that, you know, no one, and there's 50 people staring right at you because let's make, let's make something clear. Dealerships aren't that busy. Like there's a lot of people standing around at a dealership. If you've ever walked into one, it's like, wow, that's a lot of people staring at me. (laughs) I mean,
1: there's just a lot of people sitting around. So if you go in the front door, uh, this is the fun joke of the, uh, the whole education moment. I enjoy going in the back door. Uh, <laughs> going in the front door is not always the best. You get a lot of gatekeepers. You get, uh, uh, you get people, like you said, standing around salesmen. You know, you're going to have to go try and talk to a, a finance or a sales manager or somebody. That's who sure. they'll send you to. So that's it's not going to be the most productive. Just go in and go to the back, right? Go find the detailers. Go see what they're doing. You can literally just go walk back there and we just go, you're going going back to the detail shop and they'll, they'll yeah. direct you or just, you know, go park by service and then just walk back over by the service. You you can walk around. Um, yeah,
0: it's just and intimidation. And then go find a service right? manager. I, and yeah. I agree, yeah, and, and so- It's just intimidation.
1: It's very intimidating. Uh, here's another fear that might happen, Nick, and this would be something to be great to pick your brain on. I think there would be a fear of how do I find the guys? how do I find the gals? How do I find the team members that yep. are going to allow me the opportunity as a business owner to actually get the work done? You know, as you started bringing on team members, you know, they're, they I'm, I'm guessing, right. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there that maybe that was a concern for you. Maybe it wasn't. Walk us through, if you're a young detailer, the idea of, of building together some type of team that's going to go help clean at a dealership.
0: Well, you know, you got to understand there's going to be bumps I mean, you can't go in unrealistic and think, you know, oh, I just hired three people. None of them worked out. Like that's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. So there's no reason to go in and think it isn't going to happen. You have to be under, you have to understand. The next thing is you really are going to play the volume game with hiring, right? So if I hire 10 people and you hire two people to do the same job, odds are I'm going to find somebody and you aren't. So you become a, not only are you in the dealership business, or volume business, now you're in the hiring business. Hiring and recruitment become a big part of your business. And you're always looking, if you go somewhere, uh, you go to a local car wash, you know, that's, you know, again, you see somebody working hard and you don't think they're making very good money, but you can offer them, hand them a card, right? Like, I mean, if you see somebody doing a good job at anything- oh, you, know, you while you're walking
1: back there looking around at the dealership, there might be some good guys back there. I guarantee there, you there you are. Go.
0: And and the other thing is, if you take over a detailing part of a dealership, the odds you're going to clean their whole team out is pretty slim. You're going to want somebody that knows the lay of the land and knows the the politics of the place and, you know, what we can and can't do, who doesn't like to hear the machines, who does. I mean, I, I heard of a really upscale dealership here recently that they were thinking about getting rid of their detailers because their mechanics didn't like to hear the polishers. That's a true story. Like they, they, they couldn't figure it out. Like the management of the place couldn't figure it out. It was like the most high end dealership in town. And I, I was like laughing my ass off, but that shit matters. You know, so guys, you got to realize number one, don't, don't panic. What I hear when I hear hiring in our industry is I just hear a lot of panic conversation. Marty, you hear it as well. It's like, oh, you know, hiring in our industry sucks. It, it sucks everywhere. Okay. It sucks everywhere. Like you, you know, um, uh, Marty, what what's going to happen, right? Is that it's going to be tough. So here's the question. Um, do you already have team members? Maybe you have a couple. They can come over and help you. Uh, but you're also going to take somebody from that detailing department, right? And you may have to fill in. Until you can get some bodies in there, you may have to be the person that fills in. Your first one is not going to go extremely smoothly and that's okay, okay? It, it just is. And we try to sugarcoat this and I'm not sure why. When is it ever gonna go smoothly? It isn't, but it's no big deal. You're going to figure it out. If you are uh, aggressive enough to go get the business, you're going to be aggressive enough to figure out how to service the business, okay? That's what I think. When the people that talk about all of these things, like, hey, Marty, you know, I'm gonna have to hire people and I don't have the team members, they're not gonna go approach the business anyway. Those of us that are gonna go approach the business have that I'm gonna figure it out mentality, So for the guys that are on the fence, but you're like, I know I can do it, just go do it. You're going to have struggles, and guess what? All of these people um, at the dealership kind of know you're going to have a struggle when you get in there. Okay, they they do know. They're not gonna they're not gonna forgive you forever, but when you go in, they've already had a bad experience with their detailing department anyway. That's why they're that's why they're talking to you. They want out of it. So if you just make it 5% better, they're going to think you're doing a great job. So just remember that. Like the reason they're going with you is because they hate dealing with the detailing department. So don't talk yourself out of it because of all these simple things that everybody's going to go through. I mean, every single person is going to go through that.
1: Yeah, and and we're, when we're thinking team members, there's also got to be a little bit of fear in a sense, a little bit of concern, a little caution. I would I would hope that they're a little cautious about, how do I fully fund that payroll, right? I mean, it, it can be, if we're gonna have to bring in people, we're gonna have to add in uh, expenses to our business. And and while we're gonna make some really good volume, like some good money off of the cars that we're doing at the dealerships, um, the, the, the idea that we can just float payroll, well, it might not always happen that way, And so what we've got to do is I, this is something that I have always recommended. I like using payroll services for that reason. I I like the idea of having somebody else pay a couple times, get some people, you know, some money, they get paid every week. I can invoice out. I mean, like you said, if somebody is hungry, somebody wants to build, if somebody wants to grow, they do figure it out, no doubt. the, the idea, though, that there's certain fears, certain hesitations, that's really what we want to, you know, kind of help push over the edge through this discussion. Um, the, you mentioned a second ago, and I, I will close on the, this of the theories that why, my, why some might not do it, is you talked about them messing up, right? I've, I've spoken pretty openly at different mobile techs uh, education days on failing, Right. The, the idea that as a business owner, you'll have to understand that you will fail and you almost need to, it, some people say, enjoy failing, right? Uh, actually enjoy when you mess up because then you've learned and, and learning brings knowledge. Knowledge, of course, as we all know, brings power uh, through business. Then power should bring us more of what we want, uh, whatever it is that we desire. So when, when I look at, at detailers going into dealerships, the fear of failing could loom very heavy, as you said. You know, we'll mess up. We'll do this. What what failures do you think that uh, they might have? Uh, looking forward to it.
0: Well, first of all, you, you you're not going to do the cars exactly how they want out of the gate. Like, you're just not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have the perfect tire shine. You're not gonna have the perfect. Uh, way of presenting the car, right. That's going to be a growth period. There would be, there would be failure right out of the gate. And you'll be thinking to yourself, wow, you know, I've done way higher level detailing than this. I can't believe this guy's saying, I just, I, I actually had an experience with a young detail that reached out to us that, that told me this, well, I've done higher level detailing. I can't believe this guy's critiquing my work. Well, you didn't do it the way they needed it done. And so that part of failure is going to happen. Right. And so the, the issue is going to be, you need to do everything to the best of your ability. You need to make sure you understand what the customer's asking for, which really isn't different than doing retail work. You just need to be very clear on what, what is what is going to happen. But to, to think that you're not going to fail when you start doing production work, you are. And I don't know what the big deal is, but you know we, we've done a bad job in our industry of talking about this type, type of work. So I think it makes it more intimidating. I think guys fear the work even more because it's never talked about. And so, This should really alleviate some guys, you know, your conversations with Rob, this type of conversation. Like, there's no reason to dodge this work because you might screw it up. There's no doubt you are going to screw it up. Like, stop worrying about it. It's going to happen. And you're going to do, screw up a lot of little things that you don't even think about, right? Like, seriously, you'll get bitched at about how shiny or not shiny the tires are. Maybe the engine bay isn't perfect how they like it. And so you have to go back and do it. Like that's going to happen right out of the gate. And I I think those types of failures, I mean, people talk about failures in a really different way than I do. Like, those are things that you can fix. Like, I don't look at it as failure, like just fix it, right? You're going to find out that you don't have everything as dialed in as you think, but you're going to get it dialed in and it's going to take time. I would bet that the first three months of every dealership relationship is pretty rocky, I don't know one that hasn't been has ever just gone out of the gate like, man, this is, you know, the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. It just doesn't work that way. And, you know, but again, you guys can't be intimidated by talking to these people. And it's led to some of the the best business in my career. You know, having these little boutique relationships, having things lead to talking to manufacturers, it's provided a whole different income stream for my business.
1: Uh, And, you know, I, I think there's a fear of a little bit of what will people think, you know, doubt that as, as we're all a lot of times concerned about others and I myself am uh, in certain areas and some areas I'm not. And I no doubt that as, as detailers like to put out work that they do, yeah there's a bad, big majority of detailers that would probably talk down or probably make fun of. And so I think there's some of that fear of them sure. not doing it for, for that reason. And, I want to keep pushing forward though. I, and I think over the next months and probably definitely over 2021, we'll keep pushing the idea of encouraging detailers to find these other alternative revenue streams. Listen, why? why, right? I mean, why should I put The time, why should you take the time? Why would two guys that are sitting here want to really care about people, say, go get work from dealerships? Like, it just, there's got to be people going, what the fuck, that doesn't make sense. Well, there's actually really good opportunity right now because there's a certain commercial that's about to be aired from vroom.com. And they depict uh, customers going into dealerships and being, well, Let's just say uh, it's going to be a fun Super Bowl commercial with uh, a sales manager coming in with uh, uh, jumper cables and, you know, making all this static and that is torturing these. Like, there's plenty of people, companies, uh, whatever, that are forming up businesses to go after the business from dealerships right oh yeah so dealerships are going to be hit very hard carnivore has been one uh, you know vroom is now going to hit them hard with this there's there's no doubt that people are going after the bread and butter in a sense of a dealership which is has always been the sale of the car right now yeah. the used cars that they're going after well that's a massive market for dealerships and those cars have to get recon those cars have to get cleaned And those cars have to be serviced. So I sat in a uh, podcast type setting um, with Paul Daly. Paul Daly was a discussion speaker at Mobile Tech. And uh, we've hung out before uh, when we were down at Agent 2021, sent a couple of text messages back and forth. Really great guy that uh, started a wheel repair business and then grew it up large enough uh, to be able to flip it. And uh, he worked solely with dealerships and now works as uh you know basically consulting for dealerships and and we were all discussing this room.com and what all it was going to impact on these dealerships and they are they, i mean they 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 don't want to say it but but they're scared um it, it's going to impact their business and they are going to approach right they're going to counter and redirect with how important their service is right oh yeah yep. so so let's move past the sale into our service cool what could detailers do for a dealership that improve their service why is it so important right now to go in why is it so important now if you could grow your business this exponentially because remember we've talked over the past year right coming out of 2020 coming out of the the lockdown out of recession, wherever that, you know, we're still wondering what all's going to go with that. But we talked about things that detailers will need to do. How could you really ramp up and grow? Well, now is time to go into dealerships. They need it. Quote the commercial, go in and talk about how you can improve their service, their CSI, how important that is. You know, if you think you can. Let's be honest. Few can do it. But those that can, well, they get to reap massive rewards. How do I know? Like I said, talk to Rob, but I've also just being from the chemical side, been in plenty of dealerships through the state of Oklahoma, been in dealerships around the country, not all the way around the country, but in other parts of the country and the on-site groups that come in and run the dealership for them. The detailers that have services directly for dealerships that get dropped off, well, listen, they do extremely, extremely well. It's not just Rob, Porsche Paul. We talked about Porsche Paul. You're a perfect example. Uh, But the on-site groups, the one that goes in and take over, listen, those owners are doing very, very well. They make very large profits for long periods of time. Why shouldn't you, a detailer, that's hungry to grow their business. Why shouldn't that be you that gets to share in all those rewards? That's what Nick and I are hoping for you as we continue down the journey of helping young detailers. Nick, thank you as always for your time, man. Uh, for anybody that has questions about how they could, you know, step out, how they could grow, definitely shoot you a, a, an email, Nick at Vegas.rides, or come on to the community pub. It's every Wednesday night at 7:30 had plenty of detailers in there talking about dealership work, talking about other ideas of how they can grow their business. You don't have to drink beer, but hey, we will be. That's the community pub. It's Zoom ID 918-800-1188. Nick, thank you so much, man. Enjoy your day and uh, that's some great information to put out to the community. Thanks, man. Thanks.
0: Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 7:30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7:30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.